you're listening to Watch It If You Can. I'm Katie. I'm Nicole. And today we're going to be talking about reality television. Yeah, in this episode we talk a lot about keeping up with the Kardashians and Real Housewives. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, um, Katie's dream of being Jennifer Lawrence's best friend. It's not a dream, it's a destiny. So the fate that they're going to be best friends, is that even a thing? Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of that our personalities are the same. And it's almost that it's just like this waiting time for us to cross paths. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the minute we meet, it's like sparks. It's going to happen. And we also talk about um, competition reality TV. Mm -hmm. and And what reality television does to one's mental health. Yes. And then... We obsess a little bit over Queer Eye at the end. Yes. We hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, <laughs> I feel like I'm introducing a, a play. <laughs> this is so weird. As most of you probably have seen, the new Keeping Up with the Kardashians trailer dropped today, which is a big release. For anyone who's been mildly to moderately obsessed with it for the last 10 seasons. Is that 10 seasons? I, that's what I'm looking up now. Uh, oh, it has a 2.8 rating on IMDb, which is, sorry, it's probably it's so people funny. like my parents. My mom thinks it's brain dead. Season 16 is coming oh, on shit. March 31st. That might be 10 years though, right? It aired in 20, 2007. So 12 oh, years. So 12 years. Yeah. God, they've been on it for a long time. Yep. I fell off the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I'm not. I'm very much a religious watcher. Really? Yeah. I wish I was. I loved it. I, I, I religiously watch television. I mean, I have to be back, like, in my apartment at 9 o'clock for when Real Housewives of... Tonight's Real Housewives of New York, which looks like a great episode <laughs> for anyone. Um, Wednesday's Real Housewives. Tuesdays, I have Real... Or, Wednesday's Real Housewives of New York. Tuesday's is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Plus this, the new Bravo show, Mexican Dynasties, which I love. And then Thursdays, I don't really have... Well, Million Dollar Listing on Bravo for LA is on, but tonight's the season... Or not, tomorrow night's the season finale. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, I need a show. This is on Sunday, so at least I have that. Yeah. I... The only... I realized when I was like thinking about what to talk about for this episode that the only reality tv that i like actively consume are like competition reality shows see i don't i don't really like that i don't want to see someone like i've watched like the bachelor and bachelorette a while i stopped after i stopped a while ago but i love bachelor in paradise even though i don't know most of the people (laughs) now because i haven't seen the bachelor in so long or bachelorette i love because at least everyone's not it's not like i mean especially growing up in utah it's a little bit like polygamy for me watching that yeah. type of shows, but it's also like women are constantly tearing each other down for The Bachelor, and men. Mm-hmm. It's like this competition over one woman, which or male. I like that's just not a real world situation. Mm-hmm. No one has this many like glittery dresses, which drives me a bit crazy. It's like <laughs> prom, and two, it's like you know, women shouldn't. Have, should be building each other up and supporting each other. And it's just, they built it into this, like, death trap. And people are so vicious. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, what, like, four weeks? Mm-hmm. No one has a real, like, if you end up engaged, 
like the probability of it lasting is so slim. That's why I like Bachelor in Paradise. One, they've had better luck in the minimal amount of seasons they've had in comparison to all Bachelor Bachelorette. Really? Yeah. And they've also, it's like a fair game type of situation. Yes, it's a little bit of a competition. You do pair off. But it's more of an even amount of men and women than Mm -hmm. one man and 30 women. A very good friend of mine is like an avid Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise watcher. And when she was still around here... We she graduated last year, but she used to like get me to watch stuff with her, and I tried, and I just couldn't keep up because I just like you know when you just like watch like one one off episode and yeah. you don't know whatever is happening and you don't know the people and I'm just like why is this such an important moment like I don't know I used to like randomly watch um the bachelor episodes when I was like growing up like at 14 or 15 yeah. I was just on tv and I thought it was really fun but I never had like the stamina to keep up the only shows that I've like keeping up with are like America's Next Top Model. I'm fucking obsessed with it. Really? Obsessed. Love it. I've watched every single season. <laughs> I love it. And um, Great British Bake Off. <laughs> My professor is obsessed with the Great British Bake Off. So good. He does codes for every class, and most of them are related to the show. <laughs> yeah, so these are like, that's what I realized. And then the reality shows that I talked about last week, like Instant Hotel is competition because you have to find the best airbnb in australia i just like seeing people lose like that like especially if they like want it so bad yeah like hurt i feel like i mean if i get like attached to them but i've never been like i was never a survivor fan Mm -hmm. i like more the react like lifestyle essentially Mm -hmm. but then when you're watching these things like real housewives project runway Loved it when I was younger. No, have you seen the new season? With Carly Kloss? No. Who I love. But like Heidi Klum. I'm kind of over Heidi Klum. But like... I'm never fully over her. (laughs) But I mean, Carly Kloss is like the younger generation. She's kind of like more into the tech and innovation. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of... it's There's like a breath of fresh air with like this new panel and having... Christian Siriano. Yeah, Siriano being like the new Tim Gunn. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a better fit because one, one project yeah. that way. And I don't know, it's they did like this thing with, do you remember when Kim Kardashian and Chrissy Teigen were wearing that like body, not body art, but like, um, it's like the, like almost like skin things. Like no. Kim Kardashian wore that necklace, that like glow that looked like it was part of her skin. No, that's super weird. I'm very glad I didn't see that. <laughs> well, that's like this new, like this company does this entire thing. One of, mm-hmm. I know, Courtney's friends, Simon Huck. Um, <laughs> this is a little sad that I know all this. Uh, I think this retains more of my memory than my actual score. But <laughs> she, he was on last week and they had to like design the piece around it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I kind of like this like bringing in other people, but... Oh no, we'll see. It's only two episodes in. Yeah, I I will check it out because I used to love Project yeah. Runway. I remember when Christian won. Mm-hmm. I I feel so old saying this now. It was like I was alive when he was still a competitor, but it's like now he's a judge. And it's like when oh another thing that I watch um The Voice. I used I to. I used to. But I kind of want to rewatch it because I love John Legend. Yeah. And me the too. thing I do like I do watch a lot of the auditions. Just, mm-hmm. like, I don't really watch the full episodes, but I'll go on, like, Hulu and watch the clips yeah. of, like, the competition. So, 
I feel like it's still a part of it, but mm-hmm. I definitely don't have that much attachment to the people performing anymore. Yeah, I so I watched one season religiously last the first year. One? Oh no, last year I started watching it last year because I stayed over at a friend's house in like spring break of last year and they were watching the voice and they were like oh my god it's so good and i'm like fuck okay now i have to watch it and i did and i am now a full-blown kelly clarkson fan i love her Do and you know, i've always loved breakaway that is yeah. still one of my favorite songs from the princess diaries and that scene gets me every time <laughs> when mia is like brings the small abigail brit brisen breslin yeah is she in that movie yes She's like really young. Oh my so god, yes! Movie. When they're walking She's around like Genovia. Would you like to be a princess today? I can't, I'm too little. Too piccola. Oh no, because I declare that anyone can be a princess today. Well, drum roll, please! Give the princess the drum roll! She's like an accent, which I always like. I, as much as I love those two movies, I watch them very heavily, and I still watch them now. And I don't even care if people judge me on that. And I'm very excited for the third one. Uh, I never understood the difference in accents because everyone has a different accent, which is great. It's like this universal, like utopia type situation. Sure. But it's not a country because you can't have like this. Like her accent was like almost like Italian. That's weird. Do you remember that? It was like no. this. Like it was like. I don't know, it was like Monday, like, you know, like this, like, kind of, like, rippling of the tone. Abigail? Yeah. I know. And it was, and I was like, well, there's Julie, and you're like, where's Zach's situation coming from? <laughs> but, like, when she grabs her and then that song goes, always, I listen to it still. Yeah, well, I loved Kelly Clarkson as just a, a judge, like a figure. Yeah. But then, like, I realized that all of my favorites were, like, getting voted off the show. But that's just because I don't like country music, sorry. I don't like country music, and then every they just vote for the country people. I don't think that's fucking fair. No, but to be honest, the girl that won, the first girl who won with Kelly, um, what's her name? Forgot, she was 15. She was really yeah. good. Um, and she actually went on tour with Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. And now this year Kelly won again, but with this other girl, that that I just couldn't keep up. And I everyone not this votes. current season. No, so this current season because I like John Legend, yeah. I want to watch. I haven't seen it, but see, like I've seen some of the auditions. But it's just funny how like Christian Siriano being a judge on Project Runaway is like kind of equivalent to Kelly Clarkson being a judge on The Voice. I think that's so funny because it's kind of, it's, I mean, American Idol is back on. Yeah. So it's like a big competition. But, I mean, she's had that kind of exposure to, like, the pressure being reality yeah. show so young and kind of winning. Mm-hmm. Which is what she says all the time yeah. when she tries to get people on her team. She's like, I've been through this. I've won. Yeah. Which I get. Like, I actually feel like her experience, even though some of the other ones have won more and been on it, there's nothing like actually being in the competition exactly. and being so, like, novice in that. Yeah. I agree. Um, but, yeah, the only shows that I watch are competition shows. The, well, the one thing that I wanted to ask you, though, when you're watching, like, a, a lifestyle reality mm-hmm. TV show, like, and that's the thing when I watch Kiki... I'm very emotionally invested in these. Exactly. So that's, like, the question, right? You know that so much of that is, like, real but hyperbolized. Yeah. 
how, how do you buy it? Like, even though you know that this is I it. mean, I think some of it is, like, some of, like, the divorces and, like, some of the family problems. Yeah, you can kind yeah. of tell. Yeah. But obviously, some of the times where it's, like, they're introducing a friend. It's not like it's, like, natural. Like, that <laughs> friend's there for a reason. Yeah. And some of the times, like, they'll pick out subjects. But, I mean, I always, I just love... I mean, I have been a very devout Real Housewives watcher, not mm-hmm. from the very beginning, because I was way too young, mm-hmm. and my parents are super against my reality TV habits, <laughs> but I've been, I've rewatched everyone from the beginning, mm-hmm. except Atlanta, I don't, I've seen only parts from the beginning, mm-hmm. but I've been pretty devout since. I mean, I'm very devoted to Beverly Hills in New York, like extremely. And those are the two right now. Mm-hmm. OC, I, I watch. I love Texas. Um, Jesus, that yeah. one's a newer one. They're only in like season three. Uh, New Jersey's, I love. I find it really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta, sometimes, it like, I don't watch it as religiously, but if it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't really like the Potomac one. The what? Potomac, which is Maryland. I don't know what that is. It's, I don't, I mean, it's not my favorite. Sometimes the, the fights are just a little too catty for me. Mm-hmm. That, like, deters me. I, I just, there's, there's, like, a, a part of me that's just, like, like, when I watched Keeping Up With The Kardashians, I loved it, and I, like, really wanted to believe in it, but then there was that, like, cynical person. I don't, see, I'm very, I'm cynical. I think I just kind of, view it as pure entertainment and yeah. not like I'm actually watching like mm-hmm. I think for me it's like I escape my reality and focus on theirs which yeah. I know is like this falsified reality mm-hmm. but it's like one for like the entertainment I don't like I don't view it as like actual yeah. reality. I view it as television mm-hmm. but you feel more connected to the characters <laughs> I love how you say that they're characters and they're supposed to be people they are but they're like they're like characters of themselves mm-hmm like I feel like I was I watched Vanderpump Rules, which is an off. It's a spinoff of um, Lisa Vanderpump, who's on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. one of her restaurants. And I think I think a lot of times if you've been on reality shows so long, you kind of almost form to that character like, yeah. that you portrayed from the beginning. And some of those people on that you definitely notice with like James, who is like I feel like at first he was like. Just like trying to be the douchey character, yeah. and I think he just like became it. Mm-hmm. I think that's just an element of who he is now. It's so funny that like recently reality shows have become such a phenomenon. Like the only reason I know that Vanderpump Rules exists is because I remember like Jennifer Lawrence going on to watch What Happens Live. Jennifer Lawrence is my soul sister. <laughs> well, if she's ever listened to this, I would probably cry. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> God, you, I'm so always, sorry. You always talk so nicely about me. I'm so happy to finally meet you. Oh my God, you. I'm so happy to finally so meet you. You know more about Bravo than anybody. Oh my God. God, and I have to tell you, I defended you recently. One of my friends went, you have been very lenient with Bethany lately. <laughs> and I stood up for you. There was some sort of fight. It was my cousin. I fully think that she, her, me, Emma Stone, and Adele. Oh my and god. Chrissy Teigen would have a great friendship. Honestly, include me in that friend yeah. group, though. I'm obsessed with all of them. Because she, Jennifer's best friends, Jen, because we're that close. <laughs> um, she's best friends with um, Emma Stone. Yeah. Her real name, Emily. Yes. Because we're that close. <laughs> um, I'm saying this Olivia Coleman. And uh, Adele. 
Yeah. And so, like, I feel like I'd fit in, and I also feel like Chrissy Teigen would be a great fit. Yeah. Because, but definitely between me, Chrissy, and Jennifer, Jen, um, we both are super obsessed with everything Bravo. Mm-hmm. So, like, it would be a very good friendship in that it's the foundation is solely based on Andy Cohen's creations. <laughs> That's so funny. But did you see that video of Adele and Jennifer Lawrence yes. in the street? Have I seen it? <laughs> no. Um, no, I really feel like I'd fit in with them. And a lot of people say I look like Emma Stone, so I could just kind of be like her doppelganger, oh like God, on the street. True. That is true. So if like she just like doesn't like I've been following around places, people screaming M at me, and I just that is keep, a, really yeah. I was following around in Neiman Marcus once in San Francisco, and this guy was screaming Emma, and my hair is not. Yeah, your hair is black. Yeah, it's like dark brown. I mean, my natural hair is a little more red, mm-hmm. but they were screaming, and I just kept walking because I was like, they probably lost a child. Like, that's like <laughs> a rational experience. Like, I would not, I wouldn't assume that. Yeah. And then they like finally stopped me. I was like looking at a shoe, and they're like, can I have your signature? And I was like, who do you think I am? <laughs> they're like, oh my God, that was so And I was like, no, no, <laughs> not me. It's like, you need your eyes checked. I was just like so confused. But, I definitely, I feel like it would be, like, a very beautiful friendship based, like, I feel like Jennifer and I would, I thought about this, actually, of how we'd oh become God. friends. If, like, we're at a dinner together, and it's, like, the season finale of Beverly Hills or, like, New York, which mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I'm definitely very obsessed with, I'm obsessed with all of the shows, Southern Charm, like, all of them, but I do have to, like, I don't like to watch any of, for those two, I don't like spoilers, so I have to watch mm-hmm. them regularly or have them recorded and yeah. that same day. I feel like I'd be, like, the person that would get up be like, and she'd be, like, so, like, annoyed. Like, where are you leaving? <laughs> and I'd be like, I have to go. Real Housewives of New York's on, season finale. And she'd be like, oh, I'm coming. And I'd be like, that, like, I thought about this. I don't know why. This is so but cool. that would be our friendship. <laughs> like, that would be, like, the foundation. And then we'd be, like, drinking wine. Mm-hmm. Um and talking about our dogs and our obsession with everything to do with Bravo. And that would, and keeping up the Kardashians, because she is very obsessed, too. That yeah. we would oh be, like, God. best friends. I remember when her and Kris Jenner. Oh, my God, when they got so drunk. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see me and Jennifer Lawrence being, I feel like we're kind of soul sisters. And Chrissy Teigen, too. Especially with, like, the John Legend pen connection. Mm-hmm. I feel like that may be more attainable. That's just just gonna be hard. I, I don't know. know. But Jennifer Lawrence and I definitely, if she ever listens to this, it's not creepy, but it's a destiny. <laughs> so they, I like, love it. It's a fate type situation. If you act on it fast enough, you can go to her wedding. And her, she's marrying a guy who loves art. I love art. I know the New York art scene very well. Mm. Like it's, I feel like I'm kind of part of her life. It's just perfect. Yeah. But, like, I'm just, like, an observer on the outside kind of stalking it <laughs> and not, like, actually part of it. That's so funny. Oh, my God. But, like, why do you – how did this empire come about? Well, how did – I just like Andy Cohen, the king of, like, I love reality him. TV. I've honestly talked about when he was – there was one time on the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion mm. um, when Heather Debro was still on – and, uh, uh, and, sorry, my brother just texted me. It's okay. Um, I lost my track of thought. Uh, okay. 
Anyway, so he was on, and she, she has these embryos because she froze them, and uh, with her husband Terry, and he was like, "Well, you know, I'll you know I'll take one. I've been looking for a Jewish donor." I was with a friend watching it, and I was like, "I would easily, as a Jewish female, and I'm relatively tall for actually very tall for a Jewish female, because um, their average is around like five four, and I'm five nine. I hope I don't offend anybody, but I was like, I fully was like, I would give my egg, and I told people that, and I'm kind of waiting for one day him to get back to me, because I feel like we would have a really pretty child. I'm just confused. Who's Andy Cohen? Yeah. But he just had a baby. Yeah. So his second one, if he needs an egg donor, I'm available. (laughs) He's the only person I would do it for. Really? Only person. Yeah. Do you want children at all? This is going to get super deep. I mean, yeah, but I would easily give him one of my eggs. I feel like he'd be a great father for one. And two, I feel like it's kind of like, I mean, they'd be in great hands. They would have a lot of females around them. Yeah, and it's perfect for you because then you get a connection to them. They'd be like bonded for life. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to like interrupt his life with the child, but... I mean, if he is looking for a Jewish egg donor, can you hit me up? <laughs> yeah, but, like, how did... That's, like, the one thing where I'm just, like, so confused of how he... Did he come up with... A, what is his connection to all of these shows? He... So he started, I think it's CBS, mm-hmm. and kind of was one of the front runners of the development side of Bravo mm-hmm. when it was kind of in the shifting progress. Yeah. And he started doing a lot of coming up with these television shows. So his, he was, the his idea was doing the original Real Housewives, which is Real Housewives of Orange County. Mm-hmm. So he's been the executive producer on all of these shows, yeah. most of them, not all of them, but most of the Real Housewives franchise and most of the other, um, Bravo reality shows, and so it's a lot of his ideas of doing the Velma, but he's been there from the very beginning of kind of making this a huge franchise. It's crazy how, like, I would never think that the lives of, like, I don't know, a handful of very rich women would ever be interesting to people, and now you don't only get the lives of, like, a handful of rich women from one place, they're everywhere. I know, but it's, like, it's interesting because... I mean, it's just very fascinating to just kind of see how people live mm-hmm. in different places. But I think people have always been very obsessed with the idea of, like, wealth and the portrayal. I mean, The Simple Life was such a big hit. And that was, like, oh the star. I love The Simple Life. We had a Brazilian version. Are you serious? Yeah. I really hope Paris Hilton was involved. No. I'm, like, heavily... I've watched all the seasons in a very short time span, pretty recently. Because um, they're on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And, uh... <laughs> No, it's that was like the Kickstarter of reality television. Yeah, they're. I mean, Paris Hilton, and they definitely know that they're the franchises that exist now are solely because of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think this kind of like idea, especially like putting two very wealthy women in kind of these different situations, kind different. Of, yeah, well, their first one, Milky Macau. <laughs> I think the best episode by far is, I think it's season. Three, maybe mm. season two, and they're working at a nudist colony. Oh my god! And that's it's just so funny because they they take the show very lightheartedly, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. And most people find it so stupid, and that the show is like brain dead. I actually think Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie are geniuses. I think they've 
created these characters, and Nicole has kind of shifted more. Yeah. Um, Paris has stayed in it, but they are they've like made these like unanimous iconic ideas of you know heiresses and women mm-hmm. and they fully have ownership of that and they kind of made a lot of businesses out of it they made I mean they made their names from it yeah and I think they've made their family names even more prominent that's so, true I mean I I think they're kind of the original Chris Jenners that is true I have you seen the documentary the American meme I haven't seen it yet but it's on my watch list on your watch list because I know Paris Hilton's <laughs> yeah so she's a producer on yeah. it but um it's basically about like Instagram culture and they interview all these people some of whom are very disappointing it just talks about how being an influencer kind of sucks yeah. and how about how our reality and our youth are like just obsessed with this superficial idea that people sell on social media but anyway um yeah, I hate social media I take very long hiatuses me too I do go on Facebook, which I know is very outdated. People are like, oh, you're 22 and you still use Facebook. Yeah. But my grandparents use it. My I have friends, like, I, I get a lot of the news from it. I yeah. follow both mainly news sites so I can get, like, the top of the news. Mm-hmm. But Instagram to me, and I've written a lot of papers on it, it's just an easy way to fabricate your life. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I always find that interesting. But have you ever seen the documentary Queen of Versailles? No. That one's really good. I think that's on Netflix. And it's about this woman who's building almost like a miniature Versailles in Florida. They lost all the money. It was 2008, and it was like a downturn of the economy. And she, I always find it very fascinating how she kept trying to keep her lifestyle. And you see this, like, change in how, you know, the spending and everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they've moved in yet. They they still own this house. I don't think they could ever sell it because no one would buy it. It's Florida. You never know. That's true. But it's very interesting. I mean, there's it's we've always been very obsessed with this idea of wealth and betrayal. And I think, you know, what's so fascinating, especially like going back to like what we, you know, one of the main talks we want to talk about today is keeping the Kardashians is that people, you know, are so intrigued into people's lives, especially the wealthy. And it's, there's part of it that's interesting, but it's very voyeuristic. Yeah. I mean, it's borderline obsessive and it's, you know, I feel for these people because, yes, they're putting their lives in the public, mm-hmm. but there's a sense of decency that the public, I think, owes them yeah. to respect their privacy and almost be, you know, decent human beings because they're humans. I mean, yeah. they're all people. It's not like we're, you know, they're not robots emotionally and physically. And it's, I think we've kind of created this idea that these are characters and when I'm saying characters they're almost mm-hmm. like they are people view them as not real and so there there's this almost ability to attack them that I think is inhumane yeah so interestingly enough Chloe says that at the end of the trailer really for it. yeah she's like we're only people I wish people would like think about this I'm a person this is my real life I know I'm on TV but I don't like live for yeah. TV and um then this just, like, brings up other questions that I have about this whole reality TV phenomenon, which is, like, what do you think that, like, this obsession with a life that most people would never be able to live is what makes it so compelling and popular? I think so. I think, I mean, I've always viewed reality, just television in general, but especially reality, 
TV as kind of a form of escapism. Mm-hmm. You're able to know that you're in a sense of a real life and a real reality, yeah. but it's not yours. Mm-hmm. And I think especially with kind of this portrayal of more wealthy people, people are able to kind of escape, you know, the harsh realities of daily life and the economic situations they may face. And, you know, it's a way to rip the cover off their financial burden and feel like they're part of someone else's family. And I feel like that's, like, almost over, like, the Brady Bunch. And, like, you know, you could... I was talking to my mom the other day, and... Her parents got divorced around the time the Brady Bunch came out. Mm-hmm. And for her, watching the Brady Bunch was this idea, like, of this family. Yeah. And you, she felt like, oh, like, I had, like, my family. Oh. That was, which, I, she was, like, five. Um, oh, but, okay. <laughs> uh, but, like, you kind of had, like, a family that you wanted or, you know, you could see and you felt connected yeah. to. And that's why, you know, those shows, like, the Brady Bunch and... Like leave it to be all those type of shows that had this kind of like idealist mm-hmm. family, and it was very idyllic for people, and like they could just feel like they were a part of something that wasn't real. Yeah, but they felt this connection, and I think that's what happens. I think people just feel like, you know, it's almost like they feel like they're property, mm-hmm. and it's just it's awful. Like, I could never imagine being hounded by the paparazzi, having your entire life, your pregnancy, all of this, like, it's subject for criticism when yeah. it's, you know, it's very hard. I mean, it's just a, I could not, I think it, it's, I think people and viewers underestimate the actual emotional burdens and mental health that we place on reality stars we put so much pressure on them and we kind of remove the fact that they feel things Mm -hmm. and that you know when we're seeing their lives fall apart their life actually is falling apart and it's not like for our entertainment yeah it's just that's how their life's going but then on the flip side to that and there that like there's a cynic in me that like is the person who's talking right now but like on the flip side to that like if you take all these people who are on reality television, like, and I'll take the Kardashians as example because they are the most famous ones, mm-hmm. but this is probably applicable to anyone who's in, like, Real Housewives or anything. Um, there are two kind of problems, I think, that people blame them a lot for, which is the first one is if you don't like having your entire life scrutinized, get out of my fucking television because like they chose to do this and in in some ways that they're like pioneers in this whole idea of like reality tv and like being obsessed with the family and they started this when nobody else was doing it but like they made a conscious decision they've made enough money right now to still be famous and not necessarily have to be on tv and they they're still making a decision to like have the show continue today and that's like one thing which i think people would be like, well, if you really, like, don't want people to know, um, why are you still doing it? And then the second bit is um, this, with their fame and with their status and their wealth, they are perpetuating a lifestyle and an image that... It's unattainable. Unattainable, and that is a problem. It's a huge issue, Um, which... I mean, Jamila Jamil talks a lot yeah. about it, 
she, I mean, she's very, like, intense about all this. And I agree with her on a lot of the things that she says, which is, like, they've become this ideal that we look for. And they're around us every day. They're on TV. They're on Instagram. They are on, like, like class discussions and, like, everything. And then they've just, in a way, and I don't want to say that they did this because I don't necessarily agree with this position but a lot of people say that they are out here causing a lot of the body image issues and the social media like fan like i don't know yeah fanatism i, I kind of i mean i take a different approach i do think that they kind of yeah the i don't i don't like the like corset type thing that they keep yeah. promoting because it's one it's really unhealthy for you your organs move if you're wearing it too much so, I mean, most of the times the organs go lower, they go higher. And your organs are should not be moving. <laughs> like, it's just, that's not, like, biologically, that's not what should happen to your body. It's mm-hmm. not meant. Um, and it's it's very deathly to yeah. be doing something like that. Um, but, I mean, it's kind of nice to have this representation of women with thighs and women with, like, asses mm-hmm. and boobs. And... Which you don't see all the time. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, like, a nice... It was nice to have that introduction. Mm-hmm. But I do think this, like, overemphasis on being thin. And, like, they're talking about, like... Kim was... There was one episode where she was, like, saying... You know, so worried that she looked so fat. And they're always like, oh, you look so thin. You look so thin. I think there needs to be a greater appreciation for the fact that, like... You've had two children. I mean... And the, they were very hard pregnancies and whatnot, and you lived life, and your metabolism is not as fast as it probably once was. Like, obviously your body changes, and, like, there needs to be more of, like, like this acceptance, like, great, like, I love the fact that, you know, they're doing the workouts, that's mm-hmm. fine, but I think placing this overemphasis on almost their emotional stability being on thinness, yeah. that is extremely unhealthy for them. But it's also really unhealthy for anyone who's watching Mm -hmm. because they think, like, oh, like, I'm not as thin as she is. Like, am I not supposed to like how I look? Mm -hmm. And so it's, I mean, it's it's a very difficult situation. But I think this, I don't know, it's, I think people place too much emphasis on reality television being real. Mm -hmm. And this is how real life should look. Mm-hmm. And if we remove that aspect, and almost I want to change the name reality to lifestyle, mm-hmm. because it's not always real. I mean, it's a lot of it is, you know, calculated. Yeah. Then I feel like people would feel like, okay, this is not real. This is not everyday life. I don't need to have this life. Mm-hmm. Because I think, th- I mean, the old people, you know, there's so many people who would do plastic surgery to look like one of them. Yeah. And, you know, they want to, you know, get the same clothes and all these types of things that financially, one, not the best idea. And two, it's also removing the sense of uniqueness that every single person of the billion people in this world, everyone's unique. There's yeah. no, I mean, even identical twins, they're not <laughs> fully the same. Yeah. And so if we're trying to reach to be somebody else, I think that says more about the person's character that's willing to change mm-hmm. and that they're almost so easily influenced and that, you know, they don't feel comfortable in themselves. That we can't almost take the blame, we can't blame reality TV, but we also need to realize that 
they need to emphasize that everyone should be okay with being different. Yeah. But then can you can you blame the people or like the audience who are surrounded by this image of this is this is what no. is the most desirable today? No, I mean, especially being like a psych student. Yeah. It's just like I mean, if you're surrounded by images of what you should be looking like, your brain will just warp that entire image and that becomes kind of like how you're supposed to be perceiving the world. Mm-hmm. And so if we're constantly surrounded by slogans and images and media that is telling us to look a certain way, to act a certain way, to live a lifestyle a certain way, you're going to think that you need to live that way. Yeah. And it's that I think it needs to be taught in schools. It needs to be, the topic needs to be broached more on television and film that everyone is unique. And I think the new Hulu sh- show, Shrill, which um, Edie Bryant is in, yeah. that's done really well. And it's showing, you know, plus-size women. And I hate when these articles are calling her fat because yeah. it's it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, everyone is a different body size. No one is the same. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't like that word. Um, but the clothes have to be custom-made because... A lot of the designers didn't have that size. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's showing women of different size and different culture, you know, having this own television show yeah. that's owning different bodies. And it's like, it's 2019. It's about time this happened. Yeah. It's just interesting to see how the, um, the fictional world, yeah. like the movies and TV shows and everything, they're starting to make that change. And they're starting to go in that direction. Yeah. And while reality TV is like... It's almost fixated on this. Yeah, exactly. And like Stanford um, Live. Did you ever see that movie with no, Nicole Kidman? No, I've where, heard of it. Yeah, where it's like everyone's kind of like a robot. Mm-hmm. I just, I wonder if reality TV is even like useful anymore because now we don't have to watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians to know that... Jordan Woods and Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson were and Kylie Jenner were in a fucking cat fight. I think fight. they would become irrelevant. I think yeah, their social media presence would be big, but I think people would lose that emotional connection when mm-hmm. they feel with them, and there there's a sense of irrelevancy. I mean, you could just see that on the drop off of people that were Real Housewives and aren't anymore. There's like it's almost like they just kind of become these. B-list celebrities. Really? Like, yeah, that they once were on a TV show, but they're nothing really now. Mm-hmm. And so it, I think there's a fear of irrelevancy for anyone on reality television. Mm-hmm. And it's also a great business proposition. I mean, it's a brilliant way to get your name out there and get your company out there, if you're smart. I mean, that's Shark Tank blew up and all yeah. these companies. You know, I mean, even Bethany Frankel's Skinny Girl. Those companies... Mm-hmm. They would not, a lot of them would not exist to be this successful if they didn't have this presence within reality TV. And then we get the flip side of that, which is like Queer Eye. I love Queer Eye. Yeah, which is me too. It's reality TV. I want to submit my, submit my father. I want to submit myself. I do too, but I was a little scared of what he would do with my hair. He would never change it. I know. Like... I, yeah, kind of, yes. I don't think my life's, like, too much in shambles. Like, I feel like I can put an outfit together and, like, my apartment's clean up. I just want to hang out with them. That's why I would submit yeah. my dad, because, one, his closet, he probably saw this like this, <laughs> needs a little bit of a refresher, and definitely he's, like, I mean, he's bald-ish, but I would love to see Jonathan do, like, a good, like, fixing. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, I 
hang out with them. Me too. I I spent a ridiculous amount of time on Sunday watching a panel that they were on on 92Y in New York. And it was like an hour and a half. And I was just like consuming that and like fucking obsessed with them. I love them. I just think that like they're... They're positive. And they're becoming this new trend of people where they're like accepting every single kind of person to be a hero. And I love that. Yeah. And they're also like, for example, bringing in... Bringing awareness to like businesses, like have you watched oh, the new season? Yeah, with the barbecue. Yeah, seventy two million, not million, thousand dollars in one weekend. Yes, and I was like, I don't even like barbecue sauce, but I kind of want to try theirs. I mean, same. Dude, I wonder if they sell online. They do. Oh, okay. I'll order some. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat meat, but like I would. Um, so, I don't eat. I eat chicken, but I guess I could put on like vegetables. Oh yeah, for sure. But also, Tam lives in Utah. And as being one of the very few people in Utah that is of a minority religion, um, I just want to hang out with him. And, like, we could be friends. Like, I'll go, you can, like, come up. We'll, like, hang out. Like, hang out in Utah. I don't know any, I don't really have that many friends there. (laughs) Best friends. Oh, my God. Can I just say shout out to Bobby Burke for being the unsung hero of that show? I don't know. Like, I mean, he gets, like, the design plans and stuff, like, a few weeks in advance. But to put that together in three days, mind... I mean, he has a large team, but yeah. still mind-boggling. Insane. It's not like he's, like... And he's definitely, like, the under character. Yeah. Because he's working. Exactly. <laughs> he can't be involved that much. Yeah, and it's, it's hilarious to see that, like, he... I mean... To be fair, like, everybody, like, it's about more of, like, emotional impact. And to say that he is the one who has more work is, like... He definitely does, though. Yeah, but then we're talking about, like, material stuff and... Yeah. Like... But, like, the church one where he fixed Yeah. Oh, my God. My heart. So, in that panel that I was watching, he was, like, when I got the job, I told Netflix, I will do anything. Just never get me in a church. I'm never going to do that. And then, so Tammy's episode was, like, a plan B because the original hero was, like, could not make it anymore. So yeah. it was the last show that, the last episode that they filmed for season two. And um, he got the design plan and was like, oh, my God, it's a church. And he almost pulled out of participating yeah, in that. that. So, like, that's the one thing where I'm, like... Which I get it. If you've been repressed and, you know had all this hate speech and stuff from, you know, people in his own community. Yeah. It's just, I couldn't, I couldn't only imagine. But yeah. it's, I thought it was an amazing, I think that was one of the best episodes. For sure. Because you see this, like, emotional struggle, struggle that he's going through. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it's a, it's so heartwarming to see his, you know, acceptance and kind of realizing, like, not everybody of this religion is so close-minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think that they're hopefully the queer eye is going to start a trend that's going to fight against whatever we were talking about that the Kardashians and the Real yeah. Housewives can perpetuate. Um, I I am just curious to see like what n- n- progressive reality shows are gonna like come up next. I'm hoping that they happen because queer eye has been such a smash hit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like there's nothing you could play off of Queer Eye. For sure. But, like... Just thinking of having, like, more of a positive impact in this world. Exactly. I just... 
just something that's more accepting and shows people's flaws and talks and grabs you and grabs you because of people's humanity and not because of the the lifestyle exactly yeah okay that's a good end yeah um what is something that you are recommending that people will watch this week i love the show mexican dynasties um which is on bravo i find it really amusing and funny and and the it's reality show so it's not really characters but um it's very interesting and this episode was on shabbat which is i mean um there's a large jewish community in mexico city Yeah, because a lot of them fled from uh, Europe, and mm-hmm. they kind of, there's a safe haven, and I think people kind of don't know that fact, and so it's really interesting to kind of, I think people make assumptions of what, like, a Jewish person looks like and whatnot, and so it's really great to see that. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, the show is just very funny, and the people in it are great, mm-hmm. so that's one that I heavily recommend. I also think, I was talking about Queen of Versailles earlier, and that was a documentary made a while ago, but it's, I think, very relevant to talk about. Um, it's a very interesting, well-made documentary by, uh, I think it's like Lauren Greenwood. She just did a film that's on Amazon right now called Generation Wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've seen the yeah. poster for that. But it's it's very interesting kind of um, understanding and viewing of this economic demise of a family cool what about uh, you i um started watching the act which is a show on hulu yeah. and it premiered last week it stars joey king and patricia, patricia arquette yeah. and it's about a real life i love true crime so like i've read the story but i i don't know if i could watch it it's uh, great television really yes um, so it's about, if nobody is aware, it's about the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard and her mother, Dee Dee. Her mother, Dee Dee, had something called Munchausen by, by proxy. proxy. Exactly. It was also in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> well, you can watch both. Um, so Munchausen by Proxy, and she made her daughter believe she had leukemia and muscular dystrophy and all these other things, when her daughter was perfectly healthy and... I should, should I spoil it? No. I mean, I, I think mean, a lot of people know, but, like, it. what happens after is a story of crime yeah. and love and It's insane. Pain. Yeah. Well, it's a very confusing story yeah. because watching the show or reading articles, there was a big BuzzFeed article about this, mm-hmm. and that the woman who wrote the BuzzFeed article is a showrunner and helped write the script and everything, mm-hmm. and... Um, it's interesting to see how, um, the, your moral boundaries are tested while watching the show because you never know who is the victim and who is the perpetrator. And that's something that I really like. It's impeccably acted. The, the third, um, episode came out today. I am going to watch it. And another thing that I want to recommend, I watched Jordan Peele's new movie. Us? Us. Yes. It's too mine. It's too much of a mind fuck for me. It's I have a fear of doppelgangers as it is. It's see, but it's not like the from the moment that like they show up, it is not as mind fucking as you would think it is. Like it's it's very good, and I think the one thing cool thing about it is that. And I was listening to another podcast that I love called The Big Picture, 
and Sean and Amanda were talking, like they were analyzing the movie and it's like this one thing that they were, they really underlined is that you can come out of this movie and you can have 300 interpretations of it. Yeah. And that's really cool. I love art that like has a strong message but is able to mold itself to like each viewer. Mm -hmm. So Lupita Nyong'o is... The goddess. Oh my god, phenomenal in this movie. I doubt her in everything. Yes. Just in life. Exactly. I still want to wear that Prada dress that she wore to the Oscars. (laughs) Beautiful dress. That's my dream dress. Yeah, so I really recommend people watch that. It's done so well in the box office. It surpassed Captain Marvel last week. And wow. yeah, it made seventy million dollars. Which is like the best for any thriller. Yeah, an original, I think. Yeah. And it, it's great. I recommend people watch it. And his trailer for um, Twilight Zone, which I loved growing up, it just was released today too. Can I just say, is is Erica Tremblay? Uh, do you know Jacob Tremblay who was in Room with Brie yes. Larson? I think his sister is on that show. Oh. And I am, like, obsessed with him. I think he's the cutest human being. He, he was snubbed for an Oscar nomination, I think, because he, the way he performed in Room is, like, absurd. But I was on his Instagram today, and he was at the premiere, because I think his sister is in, is in the show. And I was like, it is weird to watch him grow up, and I feel like a proud mom, because I saw him when he was seven. And now he's, like, I don't know, 13. No, he's not 13. Is he? I think he's like 10. Let's see. Maybe I saw him when he was 10. He's not a teenager. He is 12. Oh my god. Almost a teenager. His height is 4'7. Oh my god, he's so cute. I mean, he hasn't hit puberty yet. I know. I love him. He's so cute. He's gonna be a, like, I mean, he's gonna be a woman killer. That's for sure. It's weird. He already, like, hangs out with Brie Larson on the side. Oh my god. Full, full blown meltdown because I'm a 12 year old. He is amazing. And yes, let's watch Twilight Zone. Uh, well, this is it for today. Please subscribe wherever you watch or listen. Not watch. Watch. <laughs> listen to podcasts. Yeah. Let us know what your favorite reality shows are. And if you have any thoughts about the episode, um, comment on shit, I guess. Yeah. At us on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know how to use Twitter. Katie's learning. I'm learning. It's a progress. I really don't even know my password. I keep logging in as somebody else and I don't know. (laughs) She's going to change her profile picture, which every four years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so let us know what you think. We'll come back next week um, with something cool to talk about. Yeah. What, What should we talk about next week? I don't know. Why don't you guys give us topic ideas for future shows? Yeah. There's probably like one listener right Should we talk about child stars? Yes, because I would love to talk about Lindsay Lohan. Okay, so we're talking about child, child stars, stars next week. Oh my god, Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff. And American Can we put their music Olsen. on it? Yes. Yes, okay. Okay, thank you. Bye. Please subscribe at the 405 or wherever you are currently listening to this. We hope you enjoyed it. I'll leave us your comments. Click on links in bio. I guess, if you want to know more about the people we talked about. Yeah, ask any questions on our social page. And stay tuned for next week, which we're talking about child stars. Bye. Bye. (laughs)